You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Love Food Podcast is brought to you in partnership with my PCOS and Food Peace course. Finally, free yourself from endless PCOS fatigue, frustration, shame, and guilt. For PCOS sufferers who are tired of ineffective diets and unhelpful advice, join me on a PCOS and Food Peace journey that will change your life forever. Grab all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 252 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Welcome to the podcast to those of you who are new and those of you who've been around for a while. It's so great to connect again with you. Typically on the Love Food Podcast, I go through a letter from a listener just like you who has a complicated relationship with food and is looking for a different way to move forward or move through. And today, well, I'm doing something a little different. So if this is your first time listening, just know that this is unusual and check out some other episodes or wait for one next week. That's going to be the more typical kind of format. But I really wanted to communicate some things to you about your relationship with food and some tools that many of you use to help along your food peace journey. What I'm talking about is intuitive eating. I know intuitive eating for many, many people, and maybe you, is how you first connect with rejecting diets. It's a wonderful tool, a wonderful method. I have had the pleasure of being trained and supervised at some point in the last 20 years by both of the authors, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush, and it has been the foundation and honestly, um, reading intuitive eating back in 2002 is what kept me a dietitian because that's the year that I took a um, two years leave of absence from my 
job as a dietitian to study counseling, to become a counselor. And I was pretty sure I was going to say F off dietetics. I'm out of here because I just didn't see how I could help people with the relationship with their body and specifically food with the tools that dietetics had given me. But then reading Intuitive Eating, and I think it was the second edition that I read, gave me some new options. I was still really early on, still early on in even what rejecting diets and examining my own anti-fat bias looked like, yet it was really important. And I know it may be for you as well. There's a but here. I appreciate that many people find themselves saying, intuitive eating just doesn't work for me especially those of you with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. I know many people at some point just are like, meh, it doesn't work for me. So today's episode explores the top three reasons intuitive eating is not working for you. Before we get to these reasons, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Ovofolic. What is Ovofolic? Well, I had that question too. But Ovofolic is a new to me inositol supplement. If you have PCOS and you have listened to podcasts on PCOS that I've been interviewed on or you have done my course, you know that I talk all the time about inositol supplementation. We know that people with PCOS probably have a defect or deficiency with certain inositols, and that's what leads to insulin resistance, issues with ovulation, and higher androgen levels. Adding an inositol supplement to your PCOS regimen is something that for many people helps to improve ovulation, lower androgens, and lower insulin blood sugars, and even improve symptoms of anxiety. Recently, I jumped on the phone with Dr. Pari, one of the founders of the small company called Elon Healthcare that makes Ovofolic. She also sent me samples to, to try. I was so impressed with all that Elon Healthcare is doing. It's a small women-owned and led company, not a big corporation. They love providing a personal touch. Dr. Pari responds to all customer emails herself. She also oversees every aspect of the manufacturing and the ingredients of Ovofolic. So I know not all inositol ingredients are the same. I really like knowing there's a choice in good quality inositol supplements with the recommended 40 to 1 ratio. Avofolic has no taste or smell. I can totally vouch for that because I tried it myself. And of course, has these really high quality ingredients. Avofolic comes in easy to carry single dose packets with, again, that 40 to 1 ratio. So you can feel rest assured that you're getting the recommended amount for the maximum therapeutic effect. So Avofolic has a special offer for Love Food listeners. Use the coupon code FOODPEACE at checkout for 15% off. Go to elonhealthcare.ca and click on their product, Avofolic. It's spelled O-V-O-F-O-L-I-C to learn more. Use code FOODPEACE, all one word, to get 15% off. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. All right. Are you ready to get to it? We are going to jump in into the top three reasons why intuitive eating is not working for you. To prepare for this gentle probe, I encourage you to step back with me and get the bird's eye view of how you have been connecting to food, 
your body, other people's bodies, and intuitive eating as a tool. And that way, stepping way back, I'm hoping it'll give you some new insight into how you're connecting with food on your food peace journey. All right, so number one. The number one, and actually, as I say this, it's not in any particular order. It's just as as the pen just flowed. But the first reason I want to share with you why intuitive eating is not working is that it is stuck in a right or wrong way. Well, what do I mean by that? Many people I have talked to over the years have said that they don't think intuitive eating works for them because they're doing it wrong. Many people tell me that they are doing it wrong as evidenced by the presence of binging or eating outside. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Out of hunger or not craving vegetables or fruit or not exercising a certain amount per day. These are really interesting kind of notes to give yourself as you're exploring intuitive eating. And as a clinician that has sat across from people in this space, what I would call that is binary thinking or right, wrong, black and white thinking, perfectionism, all of that goop. That is really normal shit that we all experience. You know, having perfectionistic tendencies is a product of white supremacy, and we're all swimming in that all the time. And even though intuitive eating is a tool that I hope for you and for everyone else that helps to gently move away from perfectionism when it comes to food, we're still swimming in perfectionism as the standard. So of course, we're going to apply it to this as well. And this is where I see so many people get stuck. I encourage you, if you hear yourself saying, I'm doing intuitive eating wrong as evidenced by this behavior, to name that as perfectionism or some kind of black and white thinking. That is a part of the process that intuitive eating is hoping to bring to you is a way to move away from that, like I said. So Naming it in the moment for many people has been a really important healing tool. 
And I just want to name a few things just for the record. Okay. (laughs) You can do intuitive eating and say you're doing intuitive eating. You are still intuitively eating when you're binge eating, craving fun foods, not eating vegetables, not eating fruits, not drinking lots of water. And when you're not exercising a certain amount, the amount is really moot. It doesn't matter. I would also say you are still doing intuitive eating if you're avoiding certain foods, if you're avoiding certain situations with food, you're still doing intuitive eating if you're gaining weight, if you're not gaining weight. (laughs) These are all things that don't take away the process. In fact, these are all normal steps along a person's journey using intuitive eating as a tool to heal the relationship with food. Besides our world's obsession with perfection, I also see this kind of black and white thinking coming from this belief that intuitive eating is this linear process. Like you start with principle number one, then you go to number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Of course, number 10 is gentle nutrition. That just seems to fuck so many people up in the process. And um, the thing that's really important to know is these are principles that are not meant to be done in a stepwise fashion. They're kind of like, here's a basket of ideas and let's sift through them and you decide which ones you want to connect with now, which ones you want to connect with later, and which ones are not for you. There are so many people that will never apply most of the gentle nutrition or maybe even all of it. And that's the best thing for them. So there's going to be parts of intuitive eating that just are not going to fit for you. Because remember, intuitive eating is a tool that also has its flaws. So it's not an absolute thing. And, you know, I can't speak for the authors, but I think they would agree with that. Certainly reading the most updated edition, that rings true. All right. So let's move on to number two. So the second reason why intuitive eating is not working for you is that weight loss is still a goal. Maybe in secret, maybe not, but intuitive eating may not be working for you because weight loss is still a goal. When I first discovered intuitive eating, it was used by people who were very much against diet culture and very much against against the pursuit of weight loss. It was very clear. But this was in 2002, 2003, 2004. I remember meeting Evelyn Tribley in 2005. It was this radical unknown type of tool. And there was no Facebook or Instagram for people to learn about it. Like the only place you can learn about it was reading the book or talking to one of the authors, or I met Evelyn Tribley at a conference. You know, it wasn't something that was mainstream. So I think it held on to more of the principles because like a game of telephone, it wasn't traveling through many people to get to my ears. Well, fast forward almost 20 years and voila, Instagram has fucked with it. 
And my colleagues, fellow dietitians, have fucked with it because all you have to do, don't do this, but all you have to do is search the hashtag intuitive eating for weight loss, and you're going to find so many people who are going to die on that hill that yes, you can use intuitive eating for weight loss. And not only is that totally contraindicated in the way the tool has been designed, because it is a healing tool, but that is incredibly harmful for you, for me, and especially for those who are fat. I'm going to go more into that in a second, but I think I really want to examine during this part why the focus on the scale or weight loss, whether it's like front and center or kind of lingering back in there in a hopeful kind of space. Now, this is where there's so much nuance because people will often want to be smaller and still be moving along their intuitive eating process. And it's something that's helping them to heal the relationship with food because they're holding on to that in a space of, I live in a world where thinner bodies are celebrated, given more access and are safer yet that, and that's why I want to be in a smaller body. Yet, if you are someone who is practicing intuitive eating and it's not working for you and you're hoping to lose weight and haven't really paired that up with your own anti-fat bias, that's a big reason why I think it's not working for you. This is why intuitive eating in its design is meant to be a healing tool, not a weight loss tool. It is a healing tool. And when we use the scale as a measure of progress or anything like that, whether it's clothing sizes, um, measurements, any kind of like number collection, basically, then it's going to emotionally, psychologically block you from the tools that are centering healing. It's prioritizing these tangible, concrete outcomes over healing. And there's a place for the desire to lose weight because we live in a world where thinner bodies are more um, accepted, they are safer, they are able to access so much more. Yet if you are using this as a tool to pursue weight loss, this is where I see many people getting stuck on using the hunger fullness scale with intuitive eating, relying on that, maybe even manipulating that like, oh, since I want to lose weight, I'm going to start eating at this number and stop eating at this number. When I'm wanting to maintain, I want to start at this number and then stop at this number. That's a really big clue that mm -mm, that's not how it works. <laughs> that is not how it works because that is prioritizing weight loss over healing. I am a big fan of body autonomy. It's one of my core values. So I appreciate not everyone is willing to take the scale off the table here. Not everyone's willing to do that. And my plea is just stop saying you're doing intuitive eating, especially those of you who are dietitians, therapists, or coaches who are helping people with intuitive eating and also helping with weight loss. 
stop because this is something that is confusing and harmful to not only like on the individual level, but in a societal kind of level as well. So if this speaks to you and you're not ready to stop pursuing weight loss, well, that's that's okay. I mean, that's where you are. And I hope one day that you come back to intuitive eating or another tool to help you on your food peace journey. Remember that so much of this is so hard, not necessarily because of you doing it wrong. It's just because of the world we live in. And the food peace journey is there for you when you're ready. Sometimes someone has to be at diet rock bottom where they just cannot pursue weight loss anymore because they're just exhausted and hurting and so much pain physically or emotionally or both that they can't imagine doing anything else, but just not knowing what is next. That's often the kind of point where people will start their food peace journey. And so when you get back to that space, when the time comes where you're like, oh yeah, I'm at diet rock bottom, that may be next week, next month, next year, a decade from now, just know that we're here to help at that point. All right. Are you ready for number three? I know I am. So number three is a really big, important one. And something that really, I don't know, just irritates me when it comes to psychology in general. Like I said earlier, I have been trained as a mental health counselor. So things like mindset and cognitive thinking, those are, those are things that I'm really well-versed in. I've studied for a long time. There is something with intuitive eating that I see ends up getting in the way. And one of the reasons why, and this is number three, one of the reasons why intuitive eating isn't working for you is that you think it's just a mindset thing, that it's just something that you need to fix in your brain in order to make it work. If you are someone that's tried intuitive eating and tried and tried and tried, but felt like, I just can't do it. Um, And you've tried all the affirmations and the mantras. You've listened to all the podcasts. And it just doesn't seem to seep into your brain and change how you think about food. And so, ugh, intuitive eating just doesn't work for me. I'm speaking to you. Because I don't think you're doing it wrong. I think it's a perspective that needs to be opened up. So this is where getting that bird's eye view can be super helpful. Remember, we live in a world that has its own eating disorder. This world hasn't even acknowledged it, let alone recovered from it. It's walking around with with it unchecked and anti-fat bias is pervasive in every area of our life. We're constantly breathing it. It's a really big, heavy structure system that is not your individual burden that you can change with a mindset shift. There's no way you can change your mindset to remove this heavy burden. I hate this. I hate that so much. And this is where probably for the first 10 years using intuitive eating that I spent so much time in thinking that I could help someone just switch their mindset. And there is still something to be hopeful about 
when we consider how doing the work in your own food peace journey and maybe using intuitive eating to do that, how that contributes to helping the community around you. Literally, you identifying and examining your own anti-fat bias and healing your relationship with food and prioritizing that healing over weight loss is something that will contribute to less anti-fat bias in the world. It's so fucking fantastic. And that's why I don't think it's just a mindset. Maybe there's some things that you can identify in how you think about your own individual relationship with food and your body. And again, this is where we need to rally together. That's a big part of my framework, helping people with PCOS, is acknowledging that Yes, there's some things you can do on your own with your relationship with food and how you think about food, but really so much is going to change by us rallying together and helping those with with less access and less privilege to be able to do the same. That's where the magic happens. And we're not there yet, but that's where you can join us and contribute to that change. Someone who dives really deep into this concept is Sonia Renee Taylor in her book, The Body is Not an Apology. She also has a kick-ass workbook that goes along with um, the book that I highly, highly recommend and encourage you to check out. So remember, your food peace journey is a collective experience. It's something that you are doing not in a vacuum, but rather in this larger kind of arena where we're all gathered and it's messy, complicated, so many layers. But as you sift through your own, it's going to contribute to all of us being able to have access to food peace. So the top three, I've gone through them, but I have a little bonus, something that I just can't not acknowledge, double negative, whatever. I can't not acknowledge is that intuitive eating may not be right for you because it has its own flaws. Something that's important to name historically is that intuitive eating, the book in its first edition, had connections with the pursuit of weight loss and healthism, ableism. Like There's lots of critiques that are super important. And so That's something that we need to acknowledge that it may not be right for everyone because how nothing is right for everyone. There's still parts of the intuitive eating process that are individualistic and not collective. There's also a lot to be said about access to food security, to people who are living in historically marginalized bodies, how intuitive eating is just not going to be accessible. And that's that's a big issue. What I encourage you, if this feels like, yeah, that's that's my issue with it. If that feels right for you, I encourage you to gather as many tools on in, on your food peace journey as possible. Food peace, you know, the the sort of framework that I use does not rely on a tool that I invented or one person invented um, or like something specific like intuitive eating because I honor that 
we all have different needs and we all come from different positions in the world. So it's important to collect different tools and use what we need and continually work to build better tools so everyone can access food peace. So continue to gather more tools. And something I didn't mention is that this is where working with a dietitian, a therapist, or a coach with lived experience, especially for those of you who are in a body that has been historically marginalized, um, you're in a fat body, people who are experiencing the same, who've um, gone before and and done some steps before you is so valuable. Please know that uh, specifically in, in dietetics and in counseling, those are fields that are incredibly toxic for people who hold these historically marginalized identities. So it's so hard for people to finish these programs because they are so toxic and problematic. So when you do connect with someone who has lived experience similar to yours, so important. And so if you are someone who, yeah, like who is like, I really want to have someone who has this lived experience too. I think that's a really important thing to consider. And again, so incredibly valuable. Those of us who do not live in a body who's been historically marginalized, like that's where we need to make sure we make room for people with lived experience because it's gonna make food peace accessible for everyone then. All right, on that note, it's time to wrap up. Thank you for joining me on this top three journey. Just something I needed to get out. Let me know what you thought about this different kind of format. You can email me at lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. There you can also send a dear food letter, but you can also give me feedback. What did you think about this episode? Would you like another type of top three? I'm totally game for it. And I look forward to hearing your experience. This episode of a Love Food Podcast was brought to you by Ovofolic. It's a new way to get your inositol supplement for those of you with PCOS. Would you like 15% off? Just for Love Food listeners, go to elonhealthcare.ca slash discount slash foodpiece. There's a link in the show notes. Remember, Elon is spelled E-L-A-N. Go to elonhealthcare.ca slash discount slash foodpiece. If you enjoyed this episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you took a screenshot right now and shared it on Instagram. Tag me at Food Peace Dietitian. I love connecting with listeners. So thank you. If you would like to support the Love Food Podcast, you can leave a rating, a review, subscribe, share an episode, or support one of the advertisers of the podcast. Doing any of these will help support the Love Food Podcast, help more people find the show, and I thank you in advance. All right, until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.